Hey, everybody, this is Tina. And this is Erica. We are A92A. A92A stands for ages nine to adult. That's how long mm. we've been on this journey together as friends. 92 is also our high, high school graduation year. And ages nine to adult is a nod to the board game life, which we play all the time. And we rockified as kids in order to live out our rock and roll fantasies. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Yay, we're back. We're back, everyone. Um, obviously, Eric and I are good friends and we have a ton in common, um, including our love for 80s metal and, you know, our, you know, taste in men and things like that, too. Um, but men. one of the things we also have in common is that we both have brothers. And mm-hmm. mine is mm-hmm. older than me. Shout out to Chad. And you mine have- is younger. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Alex. Hey, we'll Alex. probably never listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we've got a whole episode dedicated to siblings in 80s metal. And before we even start talking about that, could you imagine being in a band with your brother Alex? You know, no, no, because as adults, my brother and I have become completely different human beings. So I don't even know what type of a band this would be. Um, he likes to listen to classic country, okay, which is a genre that I really never listen to. So I'm not sure even what kind of music we would perform. I like classic country. Really, you don't? Yeah, you don't, I like don't? it, but okay. I never listen to it. You'll um, never find it on in my in my car or in my home. You guys also had a bit more of an age gap than my brother and I are really close in age, like a year and a half apart. We're sort of Irish twins. But how how much younger is Alex? Uh, we're like five years apart in school. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's like, a little bit more of an age difference there. Yeah. So when we were like becoming teenagers and cool and all that kind of stuff, he felt like a little kid still. Right. right. Yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Can you see? me and my brother in a band together no no not really <laughs> Do you know my brother can not actually really. sing he, he he has good he can he has a good voice he has a good pitch and he knows about chad he sings a lot actually yeah i mean wow i had no idea growing up all this time i had no idea that he could he sing doesn't he kind of almost like makes fun of it when he's doing it but i can tell he's hitting the notes like he knows what he's talking about was and he in choir i don't think so oh that's a shame he played sports a lot mm. I don't know he was he did more like the jock stuff and he was like a little straight edge in high school he didn't like he would have been a bad rocker although he started okay. I think he started yeah. drinking beer in college I think you know he was just a little bit of a okay. late bloomer mm. we were all getting drunk at junior high but anyway okay um but obviously there's a strong history of family in music you know mm-hmm. I mean you think of some of the greats the you know the the Bee Gees the Donnie and Marie the you know uh, the Jacksons obviously the Carpenters Everly Brothers like all this kind of stuff I mean there's always been siblings in music and the 80s metal era was no exception to this we and really when I was like researching this I was wondering like what would it be like to have a sibling in the same industry that you're in? Do you think it's a constant battle, like a constant competition? Do you think they're supportive of one another? And how do the dynamics work if you're in the same band versus if you're playing in two different bands? Because right. we have some situations like that on the list right. as well. You know, if one sibling's band gets more publicity than the other, is there an issue there that's caused? So, I mean, right. there's so many dynamics that go along with siblings in, in music. I totally agree. And And what those creative and for the ones that are in bands together, are there creative differences you know are there is there like a power struggle that 
comes from your family dynamic growing up mm-hmm. as well that kind of leeches in. And then how do other people in the band feel having these brothers? You know, it's like, oh, shit, you know, the brothers are fighting or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. How do we deal with all that drama? Um, I went st- I went on a job interview and I was interviewed by two brothers um, oh. who owned this company or ran this company. And you could tell one was like, he was like, he was probably the one the parents loved more. He was like more put together and he had his shit together and he was like, you know, all business. And you could tell the other one was like, we put him in the family business because otherwise he would just be like, you know, just on a bong all day. You know, he was just kind of Mm. like a a little lazy and a little ne'er do well. And it was, I could feel their family dynamic and I was like, I don't want to work here. This is grossing me out. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It does make it uncomfortable for other people. I think that's a good point because also like if, if the brothers are on the same page, even in that case, it's like, is it uh, almost like a, a dictatorship where they decide what's going to happen right. and nobody else really has a say and they gang up on everyone else? I don't know. It's just there's yeah. so many questions I have. So many questions. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to just start by like throwing out the ultimate sibling duo because not only are they siblings, they are um, identical twins, the Nelson brothers. We have to talk mm-hmm. about the Nelsons. Gunner and Matthew. Gunner and Matthew Nelson with the beautiful harmonies. I mean, because they genetically really have the same voice, you know, so they're, mm-hmm. they're, it's like stacking your own vocal. It's like so cool to hear twins sing. Like, um, and they're just like the loveliest example to me of like sibling success. Now, who knows what, I don't actually know if they have a good relationship with each other or not. It, they played the role like they did. Um, they seemed you know, to like each other. And I think they still hang out together, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they still tour um, together. So I have a feeling they probably get along. They are certainly photographed together a lot. I right. think they both live in Nashville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but these guys really got their start in the business because they were the identical twin sons of, of course, Rock and Roll Hall right. of Famer, Ricky Nelson, grandsons of the 50s TV icons, Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. So they kind of like grew up yeah. already famous. Already on the stage in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of grew up and they started doing their own thing and they played their music. And and of course, we remember their hits like Love and Affection, Only Time Will Tell, After the Rain. I mean, those were great songs. Um, but Matthew and Gunnar have actually been touring a Ricky Nelson Remembered show for years, oh. which is a multimedia entertainment event featuring the live music of Ricky Nelson's uh, so- hit songs performed by Matthew and Gunnar. And then like this whole multimedia thing goes on, including never before seen big screen footage of the Nelson family, interviews from celebrities is influenced by Ricky Nelson. So, I mean, they like really have taken their family legacy and built on that with this whole multimedia show that they've been touring for quite some time now. I guess my question is, why the hell haven't we gone to this? Like, I haven't heard anything about this. Has this been... It w- yeah, it's been out there for a while. We Damn should it. go. We should my go. friend Melissa, I think, still does all of their publicity. So oh, can we, get we a should meet definitely and greet? go. Let's get a meet and greet. By the way... I came across some booking information for Nelson, and their manager is listed as Dana Strum. Really? It's Dana Strum, as in the basis for slaughter? Do you think there's more than one Dana Strum? That would be weird. (laughs) Um, Is he managing now? I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to ask my friend Melissa and try to get the scoop. But yeah, I mean, I think these guys are great. And I've run into them many times, usually at conferences in Nashville, where they're hanging out, you know, at the hotel or talking to managers or agents or whoever. So yeah, I think these guys are great. I feel like you and I, when we would sing, we tried to emulate these guys a lot too. Yeah. uh, If we weren't trying to emulate John and Richie, it was Matthew and Gunnar. Yeah, because they had equal vocal parts, really. Right. Um, I feel like I always went higher like I took the harm I don't know 
Who's the higher of the two? Do you know? I don't. Well, I was just, as I was saying that in my brain, I was like, I don't even know who that was. Was I being Gunner or was I being Matthew? We don't know. We only could tell them apart because of the bangs. And then that changed over time. Right. um, Because Gunner had bangs. Or no, Matthew had bangs. No, Matthew had bangs. Right. And, you know, typically I did not like the 80s metal dudes that had bangs, but Matthew was an exception. I did enjoy his bangs. I thought it looked good with his face structure. Usually bangs were a no-go for me. Ugh. Eric Brittingham had like epic bangs and you like oh, him. Yeah, but I feel like his were more like ratted and full. They kind of blended in with the rest of his. I don't know. What are your I, examples I, I of I usually bad was not a bangs person. Uh, 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 oh, the dude from Iron Maiden. Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Dickinson? <laughs> oh, most bangs. horrible bangs ever. And also Jack Russell from Great White. Sometimes he, he had bangs. I was yeah. like, no. He had no. it and it made him look uh-huh. like a little bit like the penguin or it just there was something weird about yeah, that look yeah. for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Jack. Russell in general from Great White. He's yeah. a great lead singer, but no bangs. No bangs. Okay. Let's talk about a couple of guys that did not have bangs. Okay. Um, Rudy and Robert Sarzo. The Sarzo brothers. Yes. Yeah. Now, these two combined have been in a lot of bands. A lot of bands. I was... A lot of them. Yeah. I was looking at my research, too, um, and some of the same bands, and then... Uh, you know, it's, uh, like just kind of swapped around a lot, but like Ozzy, Quiet Riot, White Snake, Dio, Blue Oyster Cult, mm-hmm. um, Jeff Tate, Hurricane, Hurricane, amazing band. I know, and and Hurricane, um, I think is really where I got to know Robert Sarzo first, right? Uh, because I did love Hurricane. Hurricane is a kick-ass band. Again, it's an underrated band. We've talked about them before, yeah. Um, but. Robert Sarzo, I think that's really where I got to know Robert. Um, now, Rudy, of course, I knew from his time with White Snake, but they both did so many other things. I right. mean, they really are very talented and they've they've um, performed with some amazing bands and uh, lead singers, Ozzy Osbourne being one of the most famous, probably. Yeah. Um, and Robert was played inter- guitar, right? And then Rudy was the bass player. Correct. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, you know what was interesting though in Hurricane, uh, they featured another Quiet Riot sibling. Um, bassist Tony Cavazzo was the younger brother of Quiet Riot's Carlos Cavazzo. Yeah. And so Robert was playing with another sibling from Quiet Riot, which of course his brother Rudy was in that band as well. So a lot of a lot of siblings floating oh, around out there. Crazy. Oh, fam bam. Uh, I you know part of it's kind of weird to to have your sibling be in a band that's not yours and then you basically never see that person because you're both touring at the same time and unless you're touring together which would also be kind of epic but um but yeah the sarzos gotta love them all right love the sarzos um and the van halens because you know i'm all about my dutch indonesian uh, uh friends and you know people you know 80s metal or not, whatever, it's all cool. We always talk about Van Halen on this podcast. And yeah. um, these guys are my Indo brothers, and they had a similar arc um, as my dad. They were born in Holland. They came over to America in 62 um, and really just rose to greatness. Alex on drums, Eddie, you know, obviously known as, as one of the most legendary rock guitarists of all time. And it's it's so interesting to think about because I don't know a lot about their dynamics inside the band mm. as brothers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know were there power struggles there did one overshadow you know was alex always supportive of eddie or was he just like yeah that's my brother he's you know he's the one they all care about you know kind of a thing it's it'd be interesting to know a little bit more about that but um but you can't uh do a thing about siblings and not mention the van halens 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you say about the two brothers who formed one of the biggest bands the world has ever seen. Right. I mean, and it's one of the only bands to successfully replace an iconic lead singer and have just as much success the second time around. Um, well, so I think that really speaks to their talent and their drive. Yeah. I don't, I never think of it like that. I always just think, oh no, they had two bands. Like to me, yeah, that's so funny. Sammy Hagar was a totally different band than David mm-hmm. Roth, Van Halen. So for me, it was just like, wow, they hit success with two different bands. That's what I think about it <laughs> as. Like, I just refuse to talk about that. Um, I do not like lead singer replacement strategies. No, in general, that's in general, not something that I'm on board with as no, well. I don't, no, I don't no. like it. And it makes me sad. And it's sort of like, oh man, but I get it. There's probably a lot of egos involved in a, you know. Yeah, I think so, especially situation. in that case. Yeah. Um, of course, Eddie um, Van Halen passed away in, in 2020, leaving his brother behind. But um, Alex is actually playing in David Lee Roth's final shows um, in Vegas. That's his, amazing. Uh, before he retires. Um, Alex, that's awesome. Alex raised his hand and said, I'll, I want to come do these with you. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Michael and Robert Sweet. Yes, the Sweets. Of From Striper. Striper. They have uh, the same Striper. <laughs> What's that? They have the same teeth. It's like so they noticeable. Do have the same teeth, <laughs> but big... not the same hair. You know, no. one has dark hair, one has blonde hair. <gasps> they're like us, Erica. Yeah, we're like <laughs> good the evil. sweets of Except they're both the good. podcasting world. We totally are. Not <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, Striper was really one of the first Christian rock bands I had ever even heard of, uh, and honestly, was a huge hit for them yeah. in the eighties free to hell with the devil. They had some huge success in the 1980s. I read some interesting things about this band though, in doing some research for this podcast. And so apparently uh, Timothy Gaines is no longer in the band, longtime basis. Oh, he's not? Um, but as he's not, as no. he was exiting, he was really calling out Oz uh, Fox, their, their, their uh, guitarist and Robert Sweet and telling them that Michael is essentially taking all the money from Striper and the rest of the band members have nothing to show for their 35 years in the group. <laughs> wow, really? Like, really? Now, I have no idea if this is true or not. It could be, oh you know, God. someone that has some really bad blood that's just throwing shit out there. But I found it interesting because you would anticipate that, especially with brothers in the band, everything would be pretty fair and equitable. And maybe in reality it is, but See, Tim certainly had other things to say about the situation. Yeah, I go the other way. I think I think that it's basically like a double vote for anything if their siblings mm-hmm. teamed up, unless they don't get along like the Oasis brothers or something where they like mm-hmm. always had each other's mm-hmm. throats. But that's a different kind of drama. You don't want that drama either. Um, no, I'm kind of no. here for all the tea that Timothy Gaines is spilling, though. I mean, I want to read that biopic. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you'll have to check it out. Um, I did. They did put out a new album just recently. They wrote it during the pandemic. Um, it's still Christian in its thematic sure. elements and lyrics. I just watched a new video for a strong called for a song called Divider that came out in 2020. And it's kind of hard stuff. But really, in some cases, Striper always has been a little bit harder, um, and especially on their newer material. And I think maybe it's about that juxtaposition between Christian lyrics and a really unexpected, like heavy sound. Right. Uh, Michael's still throwing in the high notes at the end, though. I He's mean, an insane vocalist. I mean, he has that yeah. like kind of operatic Bruce Dickinson kind of sound to him too I mean that's the other thing too that's that's a very that's a very unique sound to a -hmm. specific genre of metal too you know you get like absolutely cookie monster tone or you get you know the sort of like (laughs) operatic you know crazy tone which you're right is a nice juxtaposition over like heavy guitar but Mm -hmm. um yeah and and um yeah I guess it's nice to to sort of share the same values with your sibling if you're gonna be in a a band I mean if you're gonna be in a Christian band it right. helps. Has anybody now those two seem those two seem to get along okay, so I don't know. 
I, but you'll have to go back and read some of the stuff that Timothy Gaines was throwing out there because he definitely had some dirt to spill. I think Oz had some health issues and stuff as well, too. Mm, um, could be. I think he's I didn't been see battling that, some, some stuff. And in fact, I used to see a lot of updates um, from his wife, I believe, but I haven't seen any. Oh. Of them, but I hope that's going hmm. well. But um, yes, Michael and Robert Sweet, uh, the brunette and blonde Christian metal <laughs> gods of all time. Still at it. Still at it. Um, then, okay, so people might argue that this is not 80s metal, and it's re- it, it really isn't, but they were around at the same time throwing out hits, and we have to talk about Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. We just have yes, to. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, because, and, and they've even had, like, times of turmoil when they were fighting mm. and not together. Recently. Yeah, fairly recently. Fairly recently. Yeah. And it had to do with, like, sort of parenting the other one's kids or something like that. Some yes, kind of yes. know, mishap yep. situation. Um, Caused but, a rift. Yeah, but they really do persist as one of the greatest, like, sibling duos of all time. Nancy, uh, you know, with her guitar. Oh, we should have t- talked about her on guitar episode, but... Mm. Um, and Anne, Anne's voice is like... I mean, both her voices are amazing, but nobody can sing like Anne Wilson. It's just ridiculous. No. It, there's just really no blueprint for these two. They created something that two women had not done up to that point, and yeah. that was basically front a rock band with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, but their music rocked. And they yeah. definitely they definitely enjoyed a resurgence in popularity during this whole 80s time frame with, you know, uh, If Looks Could Kill, What About Love, yeah. Nothing At All. I mean, they had tons of hits that just kept coming and coming and coming. So, um, and they leaned in. It's sad. Like, who even is in the band other than Nancy? I have no idea. I, mean, I could not sadly, name Sadly, I have no idea. And is this why men never wanted women in their bands? Because they were so powerfully <laughs> they magnetic, the they would take over and eclipse the other members? Well, those two I are mean, so I'm good. Wondering. They're so good. It's ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I, I I loved their hits around that same time. And they leaned mm-hmm. in. They leaned into the look and the feel. I mean, not, not the music-ish. I mean, it didn't sit, stick out like a sore thumb or anything like that. I thought it was... Um, it was so good. Um, I loved what they were doing. And I get to um, jam with Nancy Wilson uh, in about a month um, when I go to Rock and Roll mm. Fantasy Camp. Mm. So she's going to be That's going to be amazing. By the way, speaking of speaking of Nancy Wilson, um, you should go back. And if you haven't watched this video in a while, you should go back and watch it. There's the girl okay. where Nancy Wilson actually takes the lead on vocals. Okay. Um, amazing song. And I totally forgot about it until I watched the video the other day. I'm like, Oh yeah, this song is great. Okay. And Nancy's the one that does the lead singing. I'm going to go back. They, they also have a special um, place in my heart. They were one of the last um, things that I saw before the pandemic Lovato. Um, you know what I saw? What? I saw Hart perform with Brian Boitano in an ice what? skating spectacular what? when we filmed a show for NBC in Sioux city. That was an interesting I'm, one. I have to, I'm still processing everything that you just said. I don't even know. <laughs> How were they performing together? What they were. So, so in Sioux city at the arena that I used to manage, we had, you know, like a hockey, we it was right. a hockey venue. Yeah. So we had an ice sheet, but then we had the stage set up at one end of the ice sheet. And this was a nationally televised show that I think NBC did where Brian Boitano and his skating cohorts had this whole performance laid out. <laughs> and then Hart weird. was like doing all of the music from the stage live behind the skaters. It was weird, but Okay, I who mean, booked that for probably, them, though, really? like, wh- Well, me, but I mean, you should go back and really... No, no, I mean like, that whole tour. Like, who, oh, who, who can... <laughs> well, it wasn't a tour. 
It was literally oh, it was like show. one show and it happened in Sioux City. Um, and Aaron, my 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 uh, buddy, my former boss, Aaron Rush also uh, booked that one. But um, you should go back and try to find some footage of it. It was a weird thing, but it was also kind of weirdly cool. I don't even understand why somebody would create that in their brain I, and I then know. sell it and that they would say yes to that, honestly. I, I don't know. <laughs> Seems don't a little know. bit weird. <laughs> but it happened. Oh. Okay, I have a couple to talk about. Um, Rudolph and Michael Schenker. The Schenkers. So Rudolph was one of the founders of the band The Scorpions. He is the rhythm guitarist, primary songwriter, and longest-serving original member of the band. Uh, Michael is younger than Rudolph, but was a member of The Scorpions for a very brief period of time before leaving to join UFO. Um, And then was also part of the Macaulay Shanker group with Robin Macaulay. Uh, There's a lot of bad blood in the press, though, between Michael and Rudolph. And if you read anything or if you Google those two, that's all you'll see. Which one was fighting? Was that Rudolph? What's that? Which one was mustachioed? Was that Rudolph? Did one of them have like a big kind of porn stash? Am I making that up? Okay. Maybe. We'll have to look that up. Um, A lot of it's coming from Michael, though, in terms of like this, like mudslinging. Uh, He calls Rudolph a bully, says Rudolph's not as talented as he is. (laughs) Wow. So so here's a good example of siblings that it didn't go well. It just has not gone well. Um, I do hear a lot of other guitarists talk about Michael Shanker, and it does seem like he's very well respected in the business. In fact, Lita Ford had a lot of amazing things to say about him in his time with UFO. But that's a good example of a couple of siblings that don't seem to be on the same page Don't mix well. I guess holidays are a little bit tough too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, although I, you know, leaving Scorpions for UFO maybe not a great career move, yeah, but I don't know. But yeah. Macaulay Shanker did well, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, this the Scorpions. Funny story. I literally have gone to so many Scorpions farewell tour shows. I don't even like. It's like they keep changing their mind, and now they're playing again. So there's and that. I've never seen them even once. We Are talked about serious? this just the other day. I've never seen them. They're great. Um, I feel like if they're if they're out on another farewell tour, I should at least try to catch this one. I think they're doing so. a residency in Vegas for a, yeah, for a minute. I've got to I've got to sort that out. I, I feel like I need to see that. the Scorpions once at least before they actually do retire. So I agree wholeheartedly with yeah. that. Um, we should go together. It'll be fun. Let's try to get a meeting. Amazing. Right. Yeah. We'll ask him about his yeah about his brother. Cool. Or God. Um, Malcolm and Angus Young. Yeah. From I Down Under. On my list as well. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they formed ACDC in 73. Malcolm, yeah. And Malcolm just passed away in 2020 of dementia. So it's kind of sad. I watched an Australian 60 Minutes interview with um, Angus and Brian no, Johnson was, and talking about I thought he died Malcolm in 2017. And, I have 2017 on my Oh, maybe it was 2017. Um, you might be right. I think this this special aired in 2020. But I think you're right. He did die earlier yeah, than that. Another another brother leaving a, a brother behind. It's it's pretty mm. sad. But of course, um, and they formed ACDC in 73. It is so insane. Crazy. Angus on lead guitar, Malcolm on rhythm. Oh, what was that dynamic? I, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Um, well, you know, what's funny is when I was listening to the 60 Minutes interview, it kind of sounded like Malcolm was the driver. Like, it really was almost entirely his idea. ACDC in general was an almost entirely Malcolm's idea. Wow. And he was always pushing Angus out there to do this. Let's do this. Let's try this with you. So it kind of did seem not not in like a annoying, you know, kind of bully sort of way, but just in like he was kind of like the creative force that was really pushing and driving ACDC, which I thought was interesting. Right. Huh. 
Good to know. Amazing. And by the way, that's another band that completely changed the face of rock and roll. There is no other band that sounds like ACDC. Never has been. I don't think there ever will be. It's that's an amazing, incredibly iconic band. I agree. And and the staying power for decades and decades and people still know all of that music and um mm. you know they still have like a huge huge following and it's yeah obviously iconic band yeah i don't have any other siblings on my list do you have more i i don't but i do want to throw a little by the way out okay um for josh jake and sam kizka now those three Uh, are three of the four members of the band Greta Van Fleet. And the reason I want to throw them out is because I love Greta Van Fleet. And in a lot of ways, it's probably the closest contemporary throwback I've heard to an 80s metal sound. Um, I think the reason for that is because they're frequently compared to Led Zeppelin, but they have like this modern twist to them, which let's be honest, that's kind of what metal was. It was uh, an evol- uh, like an evolution from like the Led Zeppelin days into something that sounded more modern. And so I think that's why that music really in a lot of ways reminds me of like an 80s metal sound. It's massive sound. It's big and it's unapologetic. So I love Greta Van Fleet um, and I'm just throwing it out there because they do have three brothers. Um, frontman Josh and guitarist Jake are actually twins and are the oldest. And then bassist Sam is the twins' younger brother. So you I are think that's making me feel like old and curmudgeonly because I have to be honest, I rarely kind of sort of keep up with contemporary music. <laughs> like, kind of just <laughs> okay. Greta Van Fleet's going back out though, Tina. You should listen to their music okay. because I really do love it. It's a the the vocalist has this weird kind of sound, but it's really like. It's really epic in the way that it comes across. To me, it really sounds like a throwback to the 80s metal stuff that we love. Okay. I believe you. I'm going to, um, I'll dig into that library and see if. And we should go see them too. Let's okay. go see them when they go out. All right. I like that All idea. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. into that. But, you know, there aren't a ton. There are like, we kind of listed a bunch. I mean, if we're talking about the 80s and we're talking about this kind of music, I think we probably listen, listed most of them. Yeah. I did find a lot of sibling partnerships in more of like, uh, today's metal or like the death metal kind of genre. So it feels oh. like there are more out there. But for what we typically talk about in this podcast, I mean, I think we pretty much summed it up. Huh. Well, we are thorough and awesome. Yeah, aren't we though? God, so we're great. informative. Um, but I also want to talk to our listeners and I want to know who are their favorite, you know, siblings in metal and why of all the ones we listed. Do we miss any or even yeah. you, you can even open it up. I don't really care. They could talk about any genre, really, but I don't know. We like the 80s yeah. siblings, yeah. but um, we're fans. And um, also, do you have a venture with your own sibling? Are you in a band? Do you do something creative <gasps> with your sibling? I'd like to hear oh, about I'd that, too. Oh, I'd love to hear about that. I'd right? love to hear that. Um, cool. So you can follow us and interact with us at our website, www.a92a.life, on Instagram at a92a underscore life, or check out our Facebook page. A92A. Be kind to your siblings. We love our brothers very much. I love you, Chad. Love you, Alex. Um, And for now, keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. See ya.